This is an SBS radio podcast. Settlement Guide. Information, issues and stories about living in Australia. Public anxiety about housing affordability is at an all-time high. Can the federal budget help those on low incomes, refugees and recent arrivals who are on public housing waiting lists? Wolfgang Müller reports. Poll after poll reveals that the cost of housing is one of the most pressing challenges confronting the Australian community. Hundreds of thousands of households are in a housing stress when they pay more than 30% of their gross income on their housing cost, whether they're renting or owning. CEO of New South Wales Council of Social Service, Tracy Howe, says we're looking at a crisis. From those people who really are vulnerable disadvantaged, on the margins, living, uh, you know, with disability and mental health, all of that, right through to your low and middle income earners. This housing pressure is impacting such a huge proportion of our community at this point. So it takes a significant effort to create some real change. It's almost like we need uh, a sort of shock approach. Dr Louise Crabtree is a senior fellow researcher at the Institute of Culture and Society at Western Sydney University. She is looking at how we can diversify the housing options that we currently have. There's obviously a need for affordability across both tenures to be addressed and we know that waiting lists for public and community housing are sitting in the 10 plus years sort of range depending on where you look. So we've obviously got a, a substantial uh, gap in terms of what the sector or what the housing system is currently delivering. Rachel Eason lives in Canberra with her children aged 11 and 14. She says not much of her income is left over after rent on their three-bedroom house. Our rent is probably 45% of my income. This year we're looking at we're all going to be wearing onesies at home so we don't have to put the heater on. That's how close we are. 45% of income for rent is much more than what housing experts deem to be affordable. However, Settlement Services International, SSI, Executive Manager of Social Housing, Patrick Jung, says it is the experience of many people right across Australia. Not many people that can afford affordable housing. That means that they pay more than 30% of their household income to pay for their rents or mortgage. So actually that they experience a crisis of affordable housing. The severity of the problem is outlined in the 8th Anglicare Rental Affordability Snapshot based on a study of more than 67,000 properties in the first weekend of April. The charity's chief executive, Casey Chambers, expresses deep concern. What we found was dire. If you're on a low income, if you're on a government benefit, if you're on minimum wage in Australia, you will find it very hard to find an affordable dwelling in the private rental market. State and federal governments are promising action to make housing more affordable, but Treasurer Scott Morrison warns that there is no silver bullet to improve affordability in the short term. In his budget, he acknowledges that a key factor in easing housing affordability now and into the future is building more homes. Morrison announced that the government will boost the supply of housing by working with the state and territory governments to set housing supply targets and facilitate planning and zoning reform. 
This will be achieved by a new National Housing and Homelessness Agreement with funding to help people who are homeless and those in need of crisis accommodation. For Tracy Howe, CEO of New South Wales Council of Social Service, this is good news in the long run. But, she says, there is no immediate relief for people at the margins of our society. This is sort of long-game stuff. If we're looking at what's going on tomorrow, there's nothing very exciting for anyone. She says the government proposal won't have a significant impact on the housing market. It needs to be a huge investment from the government, and we're talking billions of dollars needs to be invested into the housing market in order to free up the housing for everyone so that everyone has a choice. Meanwhile, the government plans to establish a $1 billion national housing infrastructure facility to develop new homes and apartments on selected sites. Ned Kutcher, who works for the Tenants' Union, says that's good for developers and landlords, but not for those who require affordable accommodation now. There's certainly some things for landlords in the budget, particularly for social housing landlords, and that's going to have a bit of a flow-on effect for tenants. But overall, it's a budget that's pretty uh, unhelpful for for most of uh, Australia's renting population. And in a further move, surplus Commonwealth land will be made available for housing construction, together with opportunities for Australia's small community housing sector to access funds at cheaper rates. Dr Louise Crabtree from Western Sydney University says it's time the government recognised the contribution the sector can make towards solving Australia's housing crisis. What the sector delivers is affordable rental housing uh, for very low, low and moderate income households and what that sector is now also starting to realise is that they need to be providing affordable ownership options as well. Despite Dr Crabtree's cautious praise for some of the measures in the budget to increase the supply of housing, she says some major distortions of the housing market were left untouched. The elephant in the room is the fact that nothing was said about negative gearing and nothing was said about capital gains tax exemptions and those are the key drivers of a lot of the problems that we're seeing. So understandably there's a lot of commentary saying that this is window dressing, this is sort of band-aid solutions. Meanwhile, the government says it is addressing widespread concerns related to tax breaks for property investors. From the 1st of July 2017, deductions for travel expenses related to owning a residential investment property will be disallowed. This, says the government, is an integrity measure to address concerns that such deductions are being abused and will contribute to slowing down the seemingly unstoppable rise in housing prices. Feature prepared by Wolfgang Müller and read by Margarita Vasileva. This was an SBS radio podcast. For more Settlement Guide stories, visit sbs.com.au slash radio. 